You're listening to the Unleashed and Free podcast, a show for the woman who is ready to soar and is ready to live a life on purpose. Tune in for new episodes every Tuesday by yours truly, Victoria Grace. This is the space where we can have open conversations about life, business, and creating a magical life on purpose. It's raw, it's unfiltered, and it's full of you go girl vibes. I'm here with Sasha, and I am so excited, you guys. Like, she's straight up my spirit animal. Sasha is a life and business confidence coach, and she helps women be badasses in all areas of their life. The women who want more but are not sure where to start, they feel like they're hiding behind a mask, they feel like every day is Groundhog's Day, and they're tired of the hustle and the bustle, and they're ready to up-level and live a life of purpose and adventure. That's a mouthful, but it's so amazing. (laughs) (laughs) It is kind of a mouthful. That's okay, though. (laughs) So, Sasha, you had a lot of self-destructive behavior that you kind of dealt with throughout your entire life, and a lot of that came from the negative stories that you had. So can you dive a little bit deeper for our, our audience into some of the stories that you really had to overcome? Oh, definitely. And you can trace it all back. I can trace it all back to when my parents got divorced, um, which sounds kind of crazy, but that's kind of where where the negativity or like the negative spirals would start or the self-destruction would start. Um, At a very young age, I was very independent, very self-sufficient. And especially when my parents were divorced, how they did it. I'll just, I'll just put it this way. My mom and dad had a very destructive relationship. I'm talking like physically, mentally, emotionally, like That's they just, I don't know. My family. Oh, for real though. And I'm yeah. like, I don't even know how they managed to stay together the, the 10 or 12 years that they were married. I'm like, I is beyond me. Um, but for my mom to take us away, she came to the school with like a, a truck packed, um, a trailer packed and came in and was like, Hey girls, you have a dentist appointment, right? Like just totally straight up, just lied to us. Yeah, um, and from then day. I knew, yep, exactly. Oh, normal day. Just got to go to the dentist. And I knew from there, I was like, something's not right. You know, you just from, you just feel it. And so yeah. from then I kind of started to listen to what I was feeling. And I'm like, this isn't right. This isn't right. And then from there, you know, we didn't have contact with my dad for, I want to say like two years. It was just, wasn't allowed to have contact with my dad for quite a while. Um, and I started to, you know, like hate myself, resent myself, hate my mom, resent my mom. Um, and my mom did some really terrible things too. She got really into, into like drugs and alcohol and bad boyfriends and things like that. And so I, I had managed to take my sister under my wing, you know, so I was strong on the outside because you had to be right. It was almost like survival. But on the inside, I was like, what am I doing? I'm too, you know, this isn't right. Like I hate this life. Like why does life have to be this way? And I was very, very angry. Anger is my go-to emotion, like still to this day, but I'm serious. Yeah. Like you just get pissed off. I'm like, Oh, I want to kill people. You know? Yeah. Um, it's, it's that innate thing. Like it was kind of bred into you to have that immediate reaction. Yes, definitely. And the, the older I got, the more anger started to steal away my joy and it consumed me. And anger is just like any other 
energy, we'll say, you know, you need some sort of outlet. Like you have to yell, you have to scream, you have to kick, you have to whatever it is to deal with the anger, you know, and I didn't deal with anger in a healthy way. So my self-destructive habits started at a very young age. I'm talking like 13 or 14, you know, I started, um, you know, like I started smoking, I started drinking, I did drugs, I ran away. Um, there was a period in my life where I was very self-harming. Um, I thought it was cool to like, and I never did like wrist cutting or anything like that. I mean, we're just going to dive on in here. Like, I'll just be straight up with you. Like, I mean, um, that's, I love it because our story is so very similar. I was so self-destructive, but I was very sneaky about being self-destructive. So I would have like guys come into my house at the middle of the night and like my parents wouldn't know. I would be the one making all the drinks for my friends and providing all of that. And I think my dad's going to listen to this. So we're gonna, he's going to find out some stuff. Busted. <laughs> <laughs> but it was very much self-destructive and it's kind of because you don't know how to deal with all of that like I was I would pop my wrists with wristbands or with rubber bands and I remember being on the bus in middle school and actually somebody having to come over because my wrist was bleeding I was popping the band so much so it's you really are my spirit animal and <laughs> it, it's it's sad to look back and think that you know like 12, 13 year old versions of us were harming ourselves, but we really had these huge emotions and didn't know how to deal with it, yeah. you know? And, and for me, like I was, I would cut myself and I would burn myself. Like I had like, yeah. and, and it was almost like, um, it was an immediate release, you know, cause the pain, it was like, Oh, well, at least I can feel something other than anger, you know? Yeah. And so it was like, Oh, if I can feel pain, then at least I can still feel something, you know, I'm not consumed by my anger. Um, exactly. But then it got to the point where, like, I thought scars were cool, you know? And so yeah. I started to, like, show off. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I burnt the shit out of my arm <laughs> last night. Like, I'm really cool. And it was <laughs> – I got a lot of attention for it, you know? And, like, yeah. uh, again, everybody feeding into my bad habits. And the older I got, the, the angrier I got, you know? And I got to the point where I was very destructive. I stopped – I want to say that I stopped with, like, the, the burning and the self Arm. That only probably lasted a couple of years um, before I was just like, eh, I'm over this kind of thing. And yeah. I really got into like the drinking scene and um, booze cruising was like my go-to thing. Like I just thought that like getting in the car and drinking and driving was like the coolest thing. Looking back, I'm a total freaking idiot because I, I should have died more than once. Um, yeah. There's two particular accidents in general, you think I would have learned from the first one. I did not. Um, but my friends literally woke me up off the sidewalk to tell me to go home. Oh, I wow. made it about, yeah, they're like, go home, Sasha. I made it about three blocks before I fell asleep at the wheel and like monster trucked a parked car. And it was right next to a college. How I didn't like hurt anybody or anything other than a car. That's and something. I know it's crazy. <laughs> and, um, but I was very ashamed of it, you know, because at that point in my life, I had started to make a turnaround. You know, I was going to college. I was working a couple jobs. I was, you know, I was always telling myself, what would a normal person do? What would a normal person do? And that's how I would base my activities on a day. But then I would get really angry and like feel alone and like 
you know, the world owes me something and I would drink and I didn't have an off switch when it came to drinking. Like it was, give me a bottle of tequila. I will put that whole thing down. No question. Right. But yeah. And so I ended up getting an OWI there. Um, I spent quite a bit of time in jail for that. Um, and I was really ashamed of it. I didn't even call and tell anybody that I was in jail. You know, I just went to jail and they're like, do you want to call somebody? I'm like, nope. Just hiding away. And so I I used my one phone call the next morning to call my work and tell them that I wasn't going to make it because I was sick. (laughs) Like I totally called in. (laughs) (laughs) I did. I called in sick to work because I was in jail. And I was like, oh my God, how am I going to, how am I going to get out of this? And that was where my brain went. It wasn't, you know, I wasn't paying attention to any of my consequences. It was so-and-so made me do this or why did so-and-so let me drive? And I was always pointing the finger. You know what I mean? It was nobody's fault. Exactly. And that's, that's how I lived a lot of my life. I would blame society. I would blame my parents. I would blame college. I would blame the government. I would blame my situation. I would blame whoever, but it was never my fault. Never my fault. Just with you saying that. (laughs) Because I relate so much to that. I blamed everybody else except for myself and it's not that I deserved these things that were happening to me but I was doing things that yes made the situation worse or I was doing things that okay if you had stopped and thought about it you probably could have gone down a different road yes yep and that's exactly what I started to do after that first OWI and there's a lot of other things in between there we won't even get into the <laughs> numerous like <laughs> I've been in, yeah that's another episode but I I was you know I would be that person that would get drunk and go to the bar and pick the biggest dude in the bar to start a fight with you know and I'm like I dare you to hit a woman like I was that girl like I was yeah. just obnoxious and so I had been in and out of jail a handful of times and I kind of had like a coming to Jesus for the lack of a better phrase and it was all right, Sasha, you need to get your shit together or you're going to end up either dead or in a, an alley somewhere like yeah. raped in jail. Like something is going to, something really bad is going to happen to you yeah. if you don't get your shit together. And I was dating somebody at the time and I don't want to say that he gave me an ultimatum, but he kind of did. He was like, Sasha, I love you, but you're destroying your life. Like you have all the potential in the world. I see it. I know it. Everybody else sees it but you don't see it yourself and you're yeah. using that energy to harm yourself instead of help yourself. And so I had like a, a rude awakening. Yeah. Like, Whoa. like for real though. And so that set me on a path to, you know, finish my degree. And I, I got into, you know, like the, the mental health care, um, side of things, helping people with disabilities. And I did that for a while. And then I transitioned into the corporate world. Um, but, not by choice did I transition into the corporate world. So this is where, (laughs) (laughs) this is where things really started to shift. So I had like many shifts along the way, you know, and it's always everything I've always done. It's like, what's the lesson here? What's the lesson here? You know, because it is, (laughs) it is as much as you don't want to learn the lesson at the time. It's always a lesson. And And that's where that, like, okay, I get it. Like, let's go. Yep. And that's where that groundhog day comes in, you know, like, you will keep repeating this pattern over and over and over until you figure it out and learn the lesson and move on. And so 
I was working at a, a place that I really enjoyed. You know, I was working um, kind of in the mental health field. I went to school for psychology and sociology, so I have lots of background in that. And that's kind of what lights me up, what fascinates me is how the brain works and habits yeah. and conditioning and just all yeah, of those things. I love like it. My, I could talk about it all day, every day. Like, <laughs> I'm obsessed with it. I remember I would even ask my parents, like when I was a little kid, I'd be like, so why are you doing this? Like I would go up to them and I'd go up to random people and be like, so do you think that if you thought this, that you could change your life? And people are just look at me like, what is wrong with you? But now it's like my entire business. Exactly. Me too. I was always a big thinker, uh, a forward thinker. And I never just accepted things because they were. I would always say, why does it have to be this way? And people would get so angry at me for questioning. And I'm I'm like, we're all just a bunch of sheep following the herd. Like, why are we doing this? Somebody explain it yeah. to me because this doesn't make sense. Yeah, <laughs> I'm definitely the type of person where if I don't have a purpose behind the action, it does not get done or it'll get done because it has to, but I'll just half-ass it. And that's, that's not how you're supposed to be. That's not what being human is. Nope, nope. I always tell people... <laughs> Don't half-ass anything. Always use your full ass. And I'm yes. sure you've heard other Got people say that too. Got two butt cheeks for a reason. <laughs> exactly. So, oh gosh, where was I? Um, what set me on the path that I am on now. Um, so let's say, gosh, this was like six or eight years ago. I was in the mental health field. And again, didn't learn my lesson with the drinking and driving thing. I had tried to set up arrangements for somebody to come get us, but I yeah. was just beyond, beyond, um, I don't even know what the word I want to say is functioning abilities and, uh, <laughs> ended up driving myself home and flipped my car into a ditch oh going like, yeah, like 60 miles an hour. We rolled like three or four times, landed upside down. And that's when I woke up is when we were upside down in the car and it was me and a friend and I don't know how we walked away. I still like, yeah, if you would like, look at this car, you would have, yeah, that. you would have no idea how we even walked away from this vehicle. And so from then was my, was my next like, okay, I'm going to kill somebody else if I don't get my shit together thing. And yeah. so I lost my job at the place that I was working at, which wasn't ideal, but I wasn't going to let it defeat me. So I said, what can I do? What can I do from here to make another impact? And so I ended up finding a job at a corporate world and I did the corporate world, corporate sales. And, and that's where I learned a lot of like my business tactics and my business techniques was being with that company for so long. So, you know, there's, there's a reason that everything happens, or I like yeah. to say that there's a reason, or you can look for the good in every situation. And so yeah, with me being there, had lost your job, you wouldn't have had this corporate job that tell you all of these things that you're now using to help other people. Exactly. And so with, with that job, I climbed the ladder very, very quickly. I started as a front office admin, believe it or not. And within, within three years, I was the corner office, um, one of the corner office corporate management team, I guess you could Girl, say. Like I was- yeah. So customer service sales manager kind of 
position within three years, which is something that took people 10 years to get, you know, exactly. And so I, I found my way in that position very quickly, but then I was finding that I wasn't fulfilled in that position. I found that I was living for everybody else's Yes. expectations and obligations of me, but not my own. You know, people would tell me, Hey, you'd be really good at this. Why don't you do this? So I would say, Oh yes. I would just say yes to every opportunity without feeling whether or not it was good for me. Because in the back of my head, I'm like, well, this is what a normal person would do. You know, yeah. and I've never viewed myself as normal. I've always viewed myself as really I'm out normal. there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm that person that just goes and does it. I'm that person that does this. And you know, like, why yeah. can't you possibilities everywhere? Um, I, I don't like to take no for an answer. I would, oh, you know, 100%. I, I, no is like yeah. the worst thing people can tell me sometimes. I'm like, <laughs> okay, why are you saying no? Like, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. You should be saying yes. This is a time for yes. Exactly. And, and I, I love that because there's, there's a time and a place for yes. And I found that, in this position, I was almost saying yes too much. And it was to other people and not so much to myself. So I feel like you should say yes to yourself more than you say yes to other people. Yeah. You Um, always have to say yes to yourself before you can say yes to somebody else because this was, then you're living for other people. And it took me so long to understand that or even to get like an inkling of that concept because Mm -hmm. I would say yes to every single thing that I was supposed to do quote unquote and I would go home and I'd be like crying and I'd wonder oh why am I crying and not going out and enjoying life like I'm in my 20s this is supposed to be the time of your life and I'm miserable yep because I was saying yes to all these things that I'm supposed to do but really are bullshit I don't want to do it So why am I doing it? Yes, that is where I was in my life. And I was in my late 20s when I became um, pregnant with my daughter. Me and my husband um, had been married for, I don't know, like a year or two. And we started to talk about, you know, having a family. And so when I found out I was pregnant, I, the first thing that I said to myself is I need to get my shit together. Like, how can I raise a human if I don't even have my shit together? Like, how can I live a life I love and take care of myself and do all these things if I don't do these things myself? And so I did a really big, deep dive into personal development and overcoming a lot of these like limiting beliefs and these stories and these self-destructing stories, self-destruction stories, because the one thing that plays on repeat in my head is that I'm a piece of shit. Like nobody, like nobody will invest in you. Nobody thinks anything of you. You're just a piece of shit. And that's the thing that always plays in my mind. And I'm like, where does this come from? Why do I feel this way? Because if I don't, if I don't take care of this, I'm literally handing that same baton off to my children. And I couldn't live with that. So I did the hard work, you know, the, the really hard work, you know, I had been into the law of attraction and, you know, mindfulness and meditation for the better half of 10 years, but I didn't really dive into limiting beliefs and this courage and confidence side of things until probably three or five years ago. And I, I had such an awakening of like mind, body, soul that I'm like, everybody needs this. Everybody needs this in their life. Everybody needs this in their business. Everybody needs to feel this sense of freedom from, 
from, from everything, like the, the freedom of obligations, the freedom of expectations, the emotional freedom, the time freedom, the financial freedom. Freedom was my biggest driving factor. And it, it all came from, yeah, from my daughter. Mine. Freedom is everything. And it's just human nature to want to be free. Like we don't want to be in cages and okay, we're not literally in cages, but we're making ourselves into cages. We're having these metaphorical thoughts of, oh, I'm not worthy enough. Oh, I don't deserve this. Oh, I'm a piece of shit because, hey, this person told me I'm a piece of shit one time in my life. And now I'm going to repeat that every single day for the rest of my life. No, like bullshit. Get over it. You're not. You're amazing. And it's, yep. it's something that is so easy but it's so difficult because when you're in it, you're just like, yes, this is so true. Like I can't get over it. It's, this is how it's always supposed to be. And maybe this is how I was supposed to be. I was supposed to be this person who's not getting what they want and was being in abusive relationships and who really was having all of these difficult things just repeat over and over again. Okay. No, like you may have these things that happen, but what are you doing? What are you thinking when those things happen? Do you think, oh, I deserve that? Or are you thinking, I'm so much better than this. And I know that this is going to push me forward. This is going to be that catalyst that really tells me, oh girl, we got to get our shit together. Like we're moving forward. We are not going to be this person that we used to be. Yep. I find that a lot of women have that I'm not worthy factor in their yeah. life and in their business. They have that lack of confidence in themselves. And there's some stats out there and I don't quote me on where it is. I'm sure a simple Google search will tell you, but um, that men only need to feel about 60% confident in order to take action on something where yeah. women, even if they are 90 to hundred percent confident, still try to talk themselves out of it. And it's, so it's like, where does this come from? So it's not just our immediate history, but this goes back generations. Yeah, it goes of, back to Adam and Eve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. In a sense it does. And and being able to have have women step into their power and step into their their self confidence and just really own who it is that they are and what they want to do because i for a very long time i felt like i was a very confident individual and in a physical sense i was yeah um but a lot of times I would mistake my anger or my bluntness or my yeah, rudeness as confidence. Yeah. And it wasn't, you know, people thought I was confident when really I was just a loud asshole, you know, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> to be honest, I was, you know, and, and just because you're loud doesn't mean that you're confident. And so that's yeah. something that I've learned in the last, you know, five or 10 years is that. I really wasn't that confident in myself. I would tell people like, oh yeah, I can do anything. And then I come home and I cry because I'm like, why am I such a piece of shit? Why did I suck at this? Yeah. Why did I fail at that? I could never do that. That person's so much prettier. That person's so much this or so much that. And, and now anytime I get a thought of doing something, whether it's a gladiator race or flying an airplane or joining roller derby or whatever it is that, you know, these things that have these ideas that I've actually acted on, I just do it. Yeah. I don't give myself the time to think about not doing it. And I just go make it happen. And then when I yeah. prove to myself that I can do it, that confidence muscle 
builds and builds and builds. Yeah. Time is honestly the worst thing that you can do for confidence. You Mm -hmm. will think that, oh, in one year, I'll be confident enough to do this. Okay. One year comes, you're still not doing it. You have to I really hate the expression, fake it till you make it. But sometimes you really do have to fake the confidence. You have to be like, okay, I'm not this confident person yet, but I know I'm going to be. Mm -hmm. I like to think that you, um, you state yourself as an I am like affirmations, like positive statements. And so the people that I work with, I'm, I'm always like, say, I am a badass. I am worthy. I am confident. I am strong. I am alive. I am this. And at first you may not believe it. And in a good test to see whether or not you believe it is go stand in front of the mirror and say it to yourself. If you feel like you want to vomit or run away or you cringe, you don't believe it. Which is okay, but just like push-ups, over time, you build up that muscle and you start to say, oh my gosh, I can do this. This is a real thing. And so I like to think of confidence as a muscle and the more you practice it, the stronger it gets, but you actually have to do the action. You have have to do the the mental push-up in order for it to build the muscle, the yeah. physical push-up, the mental push-up. It's not just going to wake up one day and be like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm feeling pretty confident. I mean, there is things that you can do to feel a sense of more confident. You know, there's activities you can do. There's ways you can dress. There's ways you can express yourself. Yeah. There's certain scents. There's certain communities, certain people, certain events. There's all of these things that will really help light a fire under your ass, but that's just temporary. Like it comes down to you and whether or not you are willing to take action and overcome those limiting beliefs. 100%. Because you can even do all of the like I am affirmations until the cows come home. But if you're not actually acting on them, then nothing's happening. You're like, oh, I'm saying I'm a millionaire. And that's probably not a good example because that's just a whole nother thing. But like, if you're saying I am enough or I am confident and then you're doing the things that don't bring you confidence. If you're going to that dance class where you're like, okay, I really can't do this. Everybody's so much better than me. That's a whole nother thing and comparing yourself. But if you know that's not making you confident, why do you keep doing it? Yep. And if it's something that you want to do, this is where I feel like a mentor or a coach or some sort of instructor or teacher would really help you figure out because knowledge is power. And when you have the knowledge, a a sufficient amount of knowledge to to take action, I I say that that also builds confidence. Now, there is a place where people can become over-informed to where it's overwhelming. So that's where I like to have somebody hold me accountable and help me take the next right step. Because sometimes we get so close to the problem that we can't see the solution. And I can hire somebody and say, Hey, can you help me with my golf swing? You know, like I'm out there swinging and I think I look awesome. Somebody else comes in and they're like, um, you suck. This is what you (laughs) need to do. You know, and being able to take that constructive criticism and then break it down into sustainable, smaller steps. And each step that you accomplish will be a new level of confidence. And then before you know it, you're out there and I'm, you know, I'm not a PGA golfer, but maybe someday. (laughs) 
someday I'm going to be like the female Tiger Woods. It's that better. Uh, it's just a new hobby that I've taken up because I'm, I'm actually pregnant. I'm about 24 weeks pregnant right now. Oh, yay. Yes. Thank you. So, um, I'm, I'm an adventure junkie. I'm an adrenaline junkie. Same. So I'm usually doing like the gladiator races and the adventure races and riding motorcycles and riding horses yes. and doing all these things. And, um, your activities are, are limited. I'm going to say yeah. when you're pregnant. So I'm like, I have to do something. And so <laughs> golf is what I'm going to be doing this year. Yeah. Golf is definitely <laughs> not an adventure sport. <laughs> no, it's a mental sport though. And exactly. so that's why I decided to take it up because I'm always looking for ways to expand and, you know, increase my level of awareness, self-awareness, patience, and things yes. like that. And it really is, it's a mental game. And everybody I've talked to is like, oh, it's so frustrating. I'm like, ooh, frustration. I've overcome I'm, frustration I'm a couple times, but <laughs> like, <laughs> anytime might... I can do something that is frustrating, I do it because, hey, I'm building that muscle and I'm like, okay, this kind of sucks right now, but... I'm like in the back with like number one trophy. <laughs> like I know that this is going to be that workout that gets me to that next level. Yep. And, and I, I kind of use that, that fear and that discomfort as a compass now versus yeah. when I was younger, Same. I would, I would run away from it. Like anytime yeah. things got really hard or really uncomfortable, that was when, you know, I would do the self-destructive things. I would do the, exactly. I would do the drinking. I would get in fights. I would purposely say things to people just to hurt other people too, yeah. you know? Um, and I found that you can't run away from that stuff and still grow. And so yeah. anytime I am uncomfortable or challenged or even like scared to the point where I want to like shit my pants and vomit, I'm like, okay, yeah this is the direction I need to go. My compass is talking to me. Yeah. Like, don't run away. This lesson is just going to keep popping up until you just do it. Yeah. So Fear I force myself to do the things. One of my biggest motivators, which we, if you tell somebody that they're just like, what the hell is wrong with you? But it really is because you don't have those fears for no reason. You have those fears so that you can overcome them. And the people that don't understand that are the people that feel stuck all of the time and they're wondering, oh shit, why am I still going through this? Because you haven't dealt with that fear. You haven't dealt with the thought that, oh, maybe I'm not worthy. Oh, maybe this isn't actually what I want. This is what somebody tells me that I want and I'm too scared to admit what I actually want. Yep. I find it funny that you say that phrase, what do I want? Because a lot of the women that I work with in the beginning have never been asked that question, yeah. nor do they know how to answer it. They've been stuck for so long or have taken on the identity of mom or wife or sister or student or business owner and have yeah. attached themselves to that identity and what that identity brings into their life versus what they want as an actual, like, person as a human right, at yes. a like soul to soul level like what do you want what is what yeah. is your soul craving and I didn't know how to answer that a few years ago yeah and that's I when I hired my so first selfish. like we're taught that it's so selfish to ask the question of what do we want no it's not it's accepting the fact that you're human and you deserve certain things you deserve an amazing life you deserve love you deserve 
everything that you want because you're human. And asking yourself, what do you want? Doesn't mean that, oh, you're taking it away from somebody else. There's plenty to go around. It just means that you're respecting yourself enough. You have enough self-worth and self-knowledge in yourself to actually be like, oh shit, I am a badass. Let's do this. Yes, definitely. And it's hard though, when you're in that place, that negative spiral, that negative vortex, it's hard to pull yourself out of it. And I was in a place where I was so stuck and I was so stubborn. One of my biggest things, hardest things that I've ever done in my life was ask for help. I've always been independent. Like, you know, I'm independent. I'm strong. I'm this, I'm that. I don't, I don't need anybody's help. That's like your identifier. (laughs) For real. It was. And, and it only got, it got me pretty far in life. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, being, being a strong, (laughs) strong headed individual got me pretty, pretty far, but I got to a place where I was really super stuck and I was tired of beating my head against the wall. And so I started to look for help and it was the hardest thing that I ever had to do was admit to somebody like, Hey, you have what I want. Can you show me how you did it? Because I, you don't know what you don't know. And that was a, that was a, an awakening for me too, is I, I felt like all of the, you know, there's all this free resources, there's all of this tools, there's all of this knowledge, but if you don't know what you're looking for, you don't know what tools and strategies to implement. And so I brought in an outside source to look, to look into my life with a non-judgmental view and say, this is what you need to do with your life, your family, your money, your business, all of these areas of your life, because what you're doing isn't working. And that's why you feel so out of alignment. That's why you feel so angry, so stuck, so, so tired, so exhausted, like all of these symptoms, because I wasn't living in alignment with who I was supposed to be. Exactly. And you, there's one thing that you can never get away from and that's yourself. So when you are trying to look at yourself, you only have that one dimensional perspective you need that other person that really doesn't care what else is going on in your life, doesn't care that, oh, you went through this. Great, you went through this, you're still here. You need that person to kick your ass and be like, hey, no, okay, you can feel bad, but it's time to move on. It's time to get to doing action. Yep, and some people hire coaches, some people hire counselors, some people hire therapists. You just have to find what works and feels good to you. Um, they have a coach for like every industry. I mean, you can have a coach to help you with horseback riding. You can have a coach to help you with business or with life or with marriage or with sex. I mean, there's literally a coach for every every aspect of life. Yeah. And, and there's no shame in asking for help, especially if somebody has a tool and resource and the willingness to want to help you. You know, it's, it's what makes the world go round. Like my mission in life is to help other people. So why can't I let other people help me. I really love the, I don't remember where I heard this statement, but it was something along the lines of help is for the strong and I can't is for the weak. So you can always say, I can't do something or you can say, okay, I can't do this. So I need help. Just add on that extra three words and you will get so much further. And that's exactly what I did. I, 
I said to myself, I need help. And it was so scary. I was terrified. I was, I may, you know, and, and that's where a lot of the limiting beliefs started to set in was, oh, you can do this on your own. You don't need help. That's a lot of money. You don't have any time. What if it doesn't work? What if you fail? I mean, yeah. the list goes on and on and on and nothing's, I like, opportunity and possibility is everywhere when you yeah. start to open your mind to it. And I exactly. had a very lack mindset. I felt like there was never enough. And if I did this, then it was taking away from something yeah. else. Or if, if this person did that, then it was taking away from me. And when you're in that lack mindset, it is, it's that negative spiral. And to have somebody like pull you out and like shake you and be like, Hey, um, you're spiraling here and knock it off. Like, look at all of the good things that you have and, and show gratitude and, you know, abundance is everywhere. And like, money really does grow on trees. I mean, it really you can does. make as much as you want. I, these were all phrases yeah. that I'm like, whoa, this I is, remember this is as, as a kid, somebody would tell me money doesn't grow on trees and I would look them dead in the eye and I would say, money is paper, paper is wood and wood is tree. And then like, I would do like a mic drop and they would just be like, really? Really? Like you went there? Yeah, for real. I've done that too. Um, I just realized that I'm saying like for real all the time and there, there goes that self-awareness again. So yeah, exactly. Um, kind of funny. Yeah. But, um, I realized I, I said exactly so many times in this interview, but <laughs> I agree so much with you. Like it's, it's like talking to another version of me and I love it. <laughs> it's so interesting, but yes, I would say the same thing. I'd be a smart ass and I'd be like, well, what if money did grow on trees, you know? And yeah, in, in, in a sense it does. I mean, when you start to open your mind to opportunity and possibility, like there's, you can always make more money, but you can never get that time back. And so that's exactly. something that was an awakening, you know, like a, an aha moment for me was that I have to manage my time and energy, but I can always make more money. Yeah. Yeah. There's going to be an infinite amount of money, but there's only so much time that you have. Yeah. And I like to think of it as even like the beginning of this conversation, we will never get back this 30 minutes, 40 minutes, yeah. however long we are talking, but we have the opportunity to create more in our life. Yeah. And we have the opportunity to use this time to help other people. Yes. yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love that. And I, I want to keep talking, but I'm also trying to be cognizant of other people's times. Like I could, no, talk you're fine. but I want to know because there's so much good information in this episode. What is one thing or your biggest takeaway that really catapulted you to that next level into what you want that you would tell other people? What is the one thing that you want other people to know? that it is okay to ask for help. That was the hardest thing. And still to this day, it's hard for me to ask for help. Yeah. But when I get stuck, I don't allow myself to be stuck for days, weeks, months, years. I will sit with discomfort and then I'll find somebody to help me. Yes. And if you're struggling or being challenged, or even, even if you're not really being challenged and you're just like, Hey, I want to level up, go find somebody who has what you want and ask them how they did it. 
enroll yes. in their program, hire a coach, go talk to a therapist, um, you know, get that mentor at work, do whatever you need to do to get to that next level and just ask for help. Like get over your pride. Cause that's get over yourself. Your ego is talking. Yeah. And, and that was a hard pill for me to swallow, but have your ego to shut up for a minute. Yeah. Because you'll thank yourself. Your future self will thank you for getting out of your own way and just asking exactly. for help. Exactly. I love that so much because we don't realize how much we get in our own way when we just say, oh, I can do it. I know. Like, I know everything. There's a million, trillion, gazillion things in the world. You cannot possibly know every single thing. And you cannot possibly know a hundred things very well. So you really do have to get that extra help. And even if it's not hiring a coach or even going to a seminar, it's finding that friend who is going to be like, girl, okay, I get it. You're, you're kind of in a spiral right now. I need you to get it together. Like you need that person in your life. It's, I really want to say that there is no life without that person, but that's so extreme, but it's so true. <laughs> You need to have somebody to talk to and to vent to and yeah. to bounce ideas off of. So, but you're right though. I mean, it doesn't have to be a coach. It doesn't have to be an event. It doesn't have to be these things. I mean, if you have a mentor or a parent or a neighbor yeah. or somebody at like a local in your community, like somebody that can just brainstorm with you, call you out on your bullshit and yeah. hold you accountable to a higher version of yourself that's what you, what I would suggest you need. Yeah. And if you can't find that in your immediate community, then that's where you do like what I did was outsource because my family and friends, I, you know, love them to death, but <laughs> nobody pushed me yeah. beyond what was my limits or what I thought my, yeah, you know, and I'm, I'm a smart individual going back to that psychology. Like yeah. I could make everything work in my favor and I could if bullshit a bullshitter. It. Yeah. I would bullshit everybody. Yeah. And so I had to hire somebody to call me out on my bullshit. That was a better bullshitter than I was. Exactly. <laughs> like, that's the same thing with me. Like I was, I don't even know, like I was so good at bullshitting that I wouldn't even notice that I was doing it anymore. And I really had to have like my best friend be like, okay, I know you, this is not real. Like this is bullshit. This is bullshit. <laughs> like I would have my sister literally look at me and she, I would just have a look on her face and I know, Oh, I'm doing it again. Aren't I? <laughs> it's the look. I yeah, have that same look, look where I'm like, don't fuck with me. That's my, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So I wanted to ask, this is something that I ask all of my guests is what does living life on purpose mean to you? Because it's basically my entire motto and it's something that everybody has. We all have this purpose, but it all means something different to every single person. So what is living life on purpose mean to you? Being intentional with your time and how you fill it. So every day, I don't let things happen to me. I let things, I, I have things happen for me. And so I like to be in control of my life and my day and my surroundings as much as possible, rather than just kind of floating through life 
willy nilly. Um, so I have a lot of, you know, self-care that's put into there. I have a lot of things that fill my cup and fuel my soul and are good for, for me and my family. And that to me is living on purpose. Yeah, definitely. I love that. It's, there's so much that you can do with living on purpose, but it really does come down to you. And it's not selfish to want that. It's not selfish to need that to drive. No, I feel, you know, and I, I was one of those women who kind of had that, you know, that mom guilt or that wife guilt or whatever guilt you're talking about. And I had to sit and say, okay, I'm showing up as a half-assed version of myself if I'm angry or exhausted or tired. So how can I fill my cup so that I'm not being an asshole to those people who I care about most? And so that's what self-care and putting myself first means to me is I'm not a jerk to be around. You know, I'm a lot more pleasant. And when I'm pleasant, everybody else is pleasant. Yeah, exactly. Like when I'm nice, everybody else is nice. But when I'm in a bad mood, everybody gets in a bad mood. Yep. And that's, that's so true though. You know, I mean, my, my dogs will notice if my day is off. Yeah. <laughs> now my daughter's yelling at me, but my dogs will notice if my day is off. She'll notice if my day is off. My husband will notice if my day is off and everybody's walking around on eggshells and that's not fair. Yeah. That's not fair to them. That's not fair to yourself. That's not fair to the universe. Like no, you really, you're here for a reason. So you got to start living that reason. I love that so much. So what is one thing that my audience or even I can do right now to help support you and your purpose? Oh, well, I have a couple of um, freebies if you guys want to be involved in any of those where you can gain more confidence, overcome fears. I have the five day free challenge. Um, we can put the link in the show notes. Otherwise I'm really active in my badass village is what I call it. Yeah. Um, and in the badass village, I do like confidence challenges. I let people, um, just share their thoughts, feelings, whatever it is that they're going through. Um, they can practice, you know, like role play if it is something that they're doing for like their businesses, basically whatever it is that you need to do to increase your confidence Mm -hmm. in whatever area of life. Like we talk about money, we talk about relationships, we talk about sales. We talk about family. We talk about, you know, mom guilt and self-care and time management, all aspects of your life and just building that confidence muscle so that you are better in control of who you are and how you want to feel throughout your day. I love that. You guys really should check that out. Like that sounds amazing. And I know you're getting so many resources from me and you're going to get so many from her. You guys really have no excuse to not be confident anymore. Like there's no excuse anymore. You got all of the resources. So thank you so much, Sasha, for being on this episode. Like it was amazing. And I could honestly talk to you for like another 24 hours without stopping. <laughs> but I know I love you're this. Deal, and we will definitely keep in contact. So thank you so much for being on the show and giving us your time and really giving us your experience and not holding back so that other people can know, hey, yeah. I have some shit too, but she went through all of this and she's amazing. I can't <laughs> Thank <that> you. Too. <laughs> yeah. Just because you hit rock bottom doesn't mean that you can't, you know, there's only way up yeah. from there. And even yeah. if you're not at rock bottom, you can always start to transition, tra- you know, go up from wherever you are at yeah. in life. There's always another step from the step where you are. Yep. Yeah. 
Well, thank you so, so much for being on this episode. If this episode made you feel inspired, I would love for you to share a screenshot of this on your Instagram or on your Facebook and tag Victoria Grace's Purpose. I cannot wait to hear all of your feedback and I cannot wait for you to go and apply these things into your own life because listening to it is one thing, but what's going to actually get you the life you want is taking the action. I love you. I appreciate you. And it's time to start living life on purpose.